Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying Inquiries of Our Reality, do me a favor and drop me a review or rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. While you're at it, come join the Discord or Telegram groups for the show. If you haven't already, don't forget to follow me across social media to stay updated on the show. If you'd like to support the show, you can subscribe to my Patreon for just $5 a month, where you will receive early access to Inquiries of Our Reality, Big Dumb Inquiries, and Bizarre Encounters. You can also support the show by donating on Anchor or Ko-fi, which will help me upgrade equipment and hopefully eventually do this full-time so I can put out even more awesome content for you guys. If you guys want some t-shirts or other awesome merchandise for Increase of Our Reality, Big Dumb Increase, or Bizarre Encounters, stop by my Teespring store and get yourself something nice. If you're a creator or a listener, come check out Open Minds Media. We have an awesome community of great people who would love to meet you. From our featured creator podcast feed, to chat rooms, to even help questions, this is the place for you. For more information on the community, the podcast feed, and to stay updated on all the new things coming, check us out on social media, and all their links are available on our link tree. And last but not least, if anyone is interested in being a guest on the show, sponsoring the show, has a topic they want covered on the show, or you feel you can contribute to the show in any way, shape, or form, shoot me a message on social media, or feel free to email me at inquiriesofourrealitypodcast at outlook.com. All the links I mentioned are in the show description. Just tap or click the link tree link to be directed. Or remember, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Increase of Our Reality Podcast. Thank you so much, everyone. I appreciate all of you, and I couldn't be doing this without your support. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is Inquiries of Our Reality with Shane Jones. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 54th episode of Inquiries of Our Reality. Today, I have with me John Cerucci. He is an independent investigative journalist. How's it going today, bro? It's going great, Shane. I'm really excited to be with you. You you have just taken off with your with your podcast. I'm very excited to be. Good grief, we're already number fifty four. Wow. And I'm only released, I think, up to episode like thirty something. Like I have a bank lock of episodes, but I love doing it, man. So I'm just been rolling with it. And you, you yourself have been on uh, several interviews because you're being recognized as a serious, uh, serious host and investigator. So well done, you. I heard you recently with um, uh, New York Patriot. Great, great episode. Great, great interview. Oh, yeah. He's become one of my really good buddies along the way. So I'm always happy to work with Patriot. And actually, weirdly enough, I ended up finding you through Patriot. So, yeah, we've had some fun. We've had some fun get togethers. Uh, my my goal is, is to be as, as outrageous enough to, to make him crack up. So. Uh, there's just too much. I mean, that's really what, what actual satire is when reality is so outrageous that you can't make it up. And so you got, you have, um, 
guys like uh, Jim Brewer from Saturday Night Live fame, who's who's now um, had the courage to do what is it? Some, somebody had to say it. He did a stand up routine and released it um, on his YouTube outside of his Patreon. And uh, it really is a home run on the, the tyranny and, and stupidity of the, the pandemic uh, outrage. And he's become a conspiracy podcaster too. So he's doing a whole show now about everything like yeah, that. Yeah. The Bruniverse. Yeah. Yeah. It's yep. interesting. Yeah. Uh, I listen, I I'm, I'm excited for what he does. His, his, he's got, uh, he's close with um, Eddie Bravo. I'm excited for what they do. They still are, are kind of what I, what I lovingly call conservatard, which is, you know, Trump Q, not full red pill. Uh, there's, there's still some, machines safe to them, which they have to be there. There, there are certain places they can't hit. Uh, he had on Dave Landau, who is a co-host for Steven Crowder and Steven Crowder is full conservatard. I mean, he just, you know, waved the flag, Donald Trump, uh, mass shootings are real, rah, rah, rah. So it, it, it's a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a, it's a spectrum. It's a spectrum of truth. And here at the bottom end is you and I put out the truth as we receive it to the best of our ability. And so, you know, we don't get any advertisers. We don't get any big, we don't, we're not allowed to go uh, big time on YouTube and Instagram and all that stuff, but it's like not having a filter though, because at our point we can pretty much say anything we feel needs to get said where at the higher levels, they're worried about like, who they're going to offend, what they have to say. They don't want to go too far into certain things where, you know, like us, we'll just dig into something deep. And if people don't want to hear it, they can just go away and we're not going to get, you know, a bunch of trolls blowing us right. up for months on end for saying anything. Right. Right. I love it. And by the way, that's, that's my background for, for any in your audience that don't know who the heck I am. I'm a career military army and Marine Corps. One tour in Iraq was more than enough for me. And kind of forced out because I didn't have a good time, excuse me, in the military. I didn't do what I wanted to do. And as a result, that was really divinely inspired. That was from, from uh, in 1994, I became a born again Christian from having a background of being Italian Roman Catholic, which is, that's just like cultural. Italian mm. Roman Catholic is one word. Irish Roman Catholic, Polish Roman Catholic, Hispanic Roman Catholic. It's a way of life more than it is a faith. It is a way of life. It is a ritual. It is a religion. A true religion has really nothing to do with faith. And that was my background. And I wanted to tell you about my, let's say being in the military. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so the period of, uh, so the way of being compromised versus being disenfranchised. So the process of a comp of compromise, the, the way that most people are brought onto the team, Shane is with, gradual promotions, gradual steps. Are you willing to compromise? As a quick side example, I use the medical industry. It's exactly those words that I want to use. Mm -hmm. The medical industry. Medicine implies you need a narcotic, a substance, a pharmaceutical to get well, which has nothing to do with wellness. Industry is exactly what it is. It is a money-making industry. One of the ways the medical industry compromises, particularly in science, which is actually pseudoscience, fraud science, has nothing to do with the scientific method. Has to do with indoctrination. By the way, that's where doctor docere comes from the Latin, means to indoctrinate, to propagandize, 
to mind control. Honestly, what? science is just faith to begin with because you're nobody's physically doing the experiments themselves. They're just taking somebody else's answer off of blind faith and just going with it. Oh, you are you must do this for a living. Good for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's 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 exactly true. A uh, 99% of scientists and doctors have no personal experience in what they're talking about. And that's the that's that's the real satire. That's they call the it a real- practice. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's the real satire. That's the real satire is they go out and they dictate to you. It's like someone, it's like the uh, uh, teaching evolution in school. There's zero scientific evidence and practical experience. None. They have been indoctrinated in a bunch of lies and BS and they, and they throw it out and regurgitate it as if it's undeniable fact. This is, this is what virology is. This is what medicine is. They have been indoctrinated in lies and foolishness, and they have no personal experience. And the the worst part about this, Shane, is that people whose job it is to make us and keep us healthy, just that, have no personal experience in that process. Before the Rockefellers took over this, this industry, for as far as I'm concerned, the Vatican, we can get into that later. That's been the focus of my, my research and ruined it 200 years ago, starting 200, you know, 150 years ago. It was a very simple process in the same way of, of any expert. What is your resume as an expert? You have done your job for other people and they stand behind what you've done for them. That's what a, a healer was. A healer is someone that has a reputation of healing, of hands-on. This person came to me. They had this complaint. I, I examined them. I gave them this remedy, and they were healed. And that happens. And, and as more and more people uh, stand by you, stand by your reputation, then you become more renowned as a healer. Then other people completely devoid from this system of education, this mandatory meat grinding funnel of poison, mental, spiritual, and physical poison. Back in the day, what, what used to happen is parents would, hopefully they would, they would be in tune with the creativity of their child. This wasn't common either back in the day. But if a child had or a teenager had a proclivity towards, you know, I want to be a healer. And you go and you find a good healer and apply to be an assistant, to be an apprentice to that healer. And obviously that's a business arrangement. So you, you, I don't know how it was done. I think there were percentages. So you, you, you say, okay, I want to apprentice with this very well-known healer. This guarantees my success in my future. And as a result, the healer wants to, you know, the 5% or 10% or 25 or whatever of my earnings for the first 10 years, whatever the, it's a business arrangement. Mm -hmm. So that's how education was done back in the day of apprenticeship. Unheard of. Nobody's, nobody knows what an apprentice is. I think they only use those for like labor jobs now for like bricklaying, woods work. That's about it. Everything else. Real skills, real skills. And how much does bricklaying and and plumbing and all that, how much does that pay today? Nothing, almost nothing. Unless you're really advanced and and then you're, Mm -hmm. you know, what, what really pays today? What really pays today is corruption, 
service industry, lawyer, doctor, people whose jobs are masked in Latin that do nothing of what they say. The legal industry, the legal scam, lawyers are the most corrupt. That's why 90% of, of, of politicians are lawyers and the other 10% are doctors. Unbelievably, they have zero use to, can I say the word civilization? I mean, even that is charged. Zero use to humanity, no use whatsoever. And people are trying to fight the scamdemic with legal battles. And I'm, I'm still waiting. I'm still yeah, waiting. Still you trying got- to find all the loopholes because the, the people that wrote the laws are the ones that are the lawyers, like you were saying, trying to make it so that normal people can't find the loopholes in them because they're already looking at it from that perspective of not leaving any loopholes. But, you know, Shane, it's so boldly lawless that anyone who was serious in a legal battle could destroy whatever their target is because viruses haven't been isolated because there's no science behind them. Mm -hmm. Because the people dictating the tyranny are not lawful. They're bureaucrats. Many of them are health bureaucrats that don't have the authority to do what they do. Uh, I was just watching uh, uh, Peggy Hall and, and she's, I don't know how she's in Orange County, California, all this time through the scandemic. And they have an emergency status that by law is only supposed to go seven days. They're now going up on their like their third year. It, boldly lawless, Shane, boldly lawless, where any serious, courageous lawyer of repute could destroy them in a fair fight. That's not the system. The problem is most people are so manipulated by the system that they'll believe something's a law without it actually being a law, and then they'll blindly follow it, and then they'll enforce it onto other people because they think they're being a courageous or a virtuous person by enforcing it onto others. Home run. Home run. Critical thinking is not taught. Critical thinking, questioning authority is just the opposite. It's very, very ironic that the education industry is so radically far left in its doctrines, and yet there's this myth that being leftist means to question authority, and and I guess at some point it did, but in no way, shape, or form does it today, which is ironic, extremely ironic, because it's looked at like it's a bad thing to question authority, like they put it down like you have something like mentally wrong with you. The left, I guess, is is best described through this process of so-called socialism. I'm a real communist. I'm a, I'm an I'm a real communist. My solution to today, my solution to all of our problems today are kill the billionaires and take their shit. Yep. <laughs> that's my solution. And it will work. And it will work. But that's true communism as opposed to the fraud of communism that the machine itself, the Roman Catholic Church, by the way, we can get into that in a minute. Um, the Roman Catholic Church created the fraud communism, which says, trust the government, which is already massively corrupt, and the government will take care of you. The government will take from the rich and give to the poor. The government will redistribute wealth. Never happened. Never happened. The government smashes down, destroys the producers and insulates, gives just enough anesthesia to the masses to attempt to keep them quiet while carefully feeding 
the aristocracy and the Luciferian elite to keep them in place. It's a power thing, too, because like coming from me, my uh, my girlfriend and I or she was on Wick a long time ago. So now we're getting to a point now where we keep getting all these different uh, programs that they're supposed to be starting up. And they're saying, like, here's some aid. Here's some aid. And we don't want any of it, of course, because it's one of those things that they're trying to get power from you because then you rely on them more and then you'll do more of what they say in order to get these benefits that at that point you get used to and you feel like you need. I'm pulling up an example real quick of what happened in Melbourne, Australia. In Melbourne, Australia, an entire block of apartment buildings was suddenly locked down. They ran a ring of stormtrooper cops. They just showed up one day and locked down an entire block of apartment buildings and told them, hey, you all have Corona hoax. You're going to stay in there and we're going to bring you food. You're not even allowed to go outside for any reason. None. You are now in prison. And that was nothing more than an experiment. But guess what the factor was that had that block locked down, Shane? It was all subsidized housing. It was all in the fine print. You want cheap, affordable apartments? This is what you're in for. There is, you never get something for nothing. And when you partner with these Luciferians with these Mengalas, with these monsters, you will pay a price. There is no meal ticket. They, they will bleed you to death. See, I learned that with my mother growing up, that there's nothing for free. Every single time that they try to give you something that you think that they're helping you, it's because they want a favor later on or they want to take something back from you later on. Absolutely. It is enslavement. It is enslavement. And that's why I cherish anyone that has... Even these words are charged, Shane, libertarian, conservative. I'm not, I'm right versus left. Those words are all charged. Those words are handed to us. I'm not stuck in the mud. I'm actually very free thinking. I'm very open-minded. I'm not conservative. It does describe people that are closed-minded with somewhat right-wing values. I I lovingly, uh, angrily call them conservatard, but... um, I do cherish people with that, that value set of independence, of questioning authority, of doing it on their own. And as a result, we tend to be a, of one accord, whatever you want to call us, right-minded. I don't say right-wing because that follows a, a path and then right and then far right. They have no idea what far right. How many times the, 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 the talking cockatoos on on media say far right and has nothing to do with who they're talking about. But this concept of I'll do it myself. I'll defend myself. I'll take care of my own family. I'll educate my own kids. These are values that are traditionally so-called right wing. And so this, I gravitate towards that. That's, that's my, my background, but again, with much more open mind, free thinking, do it ourselves. So, and we're blessed. We are extremely blessed. I'm not, jingoistic in relation to yeah america wave the flag let's go go get them go to turn that turn that uh desert into glass and because i've realized it's it's all we've all been used mm-hmm. we've all been used the military has been used i have been used um but 
Because I mean, most wars were intended to fight a whole other agenda than what the people were aware of. Yeah, there's no such thing. I, I can't imagine really in the past millennium and further, I, I can't think of a single war that has taken place between nation states that had anything to do with the best interest of the common person. I can't think of a single example. I can think of many examples of how we were, we were shined on, lied to of mm-hmm. wars um, all the way back. Let's see. What, what are some greater, uh, like the, the hundred, I think it was the hundred years war is a great example. England, France, Yeah, I think it was 100 Years War is a good example of how you have two basic nation states. And at this time, they were, they were both devoutly Roman Catholic. And all this was what were the inbred royals of England and France vying for land. It absolutely astounded me when I looked into this. Thousands upon thousands of peasants and common people killing and being killed, slaughtered, being maimed, all so that the Pantagenets and the Burgundies and et cetera, et cetera, all these inbreds could rearrange the pieces on the chessboard of what they owned, mm-hmm. of what they owned. And, and this is another reason why I get upset when people get too attached to treaties of Oh my goodness. Magna Carta, for instance, the Magna Carta first off the top of my mind is the Magna Carta was written by aristocrats for aristocrats. So that has to be made clear. Although there are some fantastic concepts, trial by jury and have to have evidence and, and, um, uh, show me the body, etc. cetera. In, in the Latin phrases, there's some great concepts, some great legal concepts of having a rule of law versus a rule of um, a rule of, of a sovereign, the whims of a sovereign. Yet people don't realize that this was written by aristocrats for aristocrats in a feudal system. This didn't apply to the common person. So there's there are no there are no wars that, that I have researched that were worthwhile. And, and the ones that were the most put forward. I, I do this very often in interviews as I recommend outside of my books is Frederick Tupper Saucy's rulers of evil that gets into the Amer- American revolutionary war and explains the American revolutionary war as a manipulated conflict to pit the colonies against England by the Jesuits so that they could create a standing military. The United States would become the sword arm of Rome, and that is exactly what has happened. That is Honestly, exactly yeah. what's happened. Go ahead. I don't know. I was saying, yeah, I, I, I agree. And we were starting to get to a point too where uh, I was looking into it where they said that uh like as time goes on, the powers will start to go down and a new power will arise, and it's starting to look like China's about to be the next like great power that arises. Yeah, they're just being used as well. I, I usually defer to a Chinese real estate mogul named Go Wenji, who made the astounding statement. He Go Wenji, by the way, is a close friend of 
Irish Roman Catholic Stephen Kevin Bannon, a Jesuit-trained Goldman Sachs boy who was mostly responsible for installing Donald Trump for the fraud that was Trump's four years. Go NG made the astounding statement that today, today in 2020, China pays $2 billion, that's B with a bill, $2 billion in tribute to the Vatican every year. <laughs> it's like it's medieval. It's medieval. Yeah. $2 in tribute. The, the Vatican calls this Peter's Pence because of the myth, the, the fraud that the Pope is the successor to Peter, who was the first Pope. None of that has anything to do with Christianity. It's just the fraud of control, mind control, and slavery. Uh, insane. It's insane, Shane. That, that, God, do you want to say something? Oh, no, I was just going to say that makes you wonder how many other people are tributing to the Vatican, considering how much money the Vatican has. Like, Everyone. just go there and look at everything in the Vatican. It's so ridiculously extravagant and expensive. There, there are rumors that the catacombs under the dead city, the Etruscan dead city that is the Vatican, hold unbelievable wealth and depravity. Locations where they have satanic rituals and torturing and sacrifice and children and so forth. Uh, whole stores of pornography and gold and and whatever you can. So as, as people fixate and, and within the truth community, truth errs, there's and anytime you see an ER on something, it means you're being slandered within the truth community is a very large portion of well-meaning people, trolls, misguided people, and bad investigators that get fixated on Jews and Zionism and aren't able to see that maybe there's someone or something above these key Jews that they have fixated on. They find one or two key Jews and go, aha, I knew it. It's those damn Jews. And then they poop themselves and then they become irrational when the reality is, is that, yeah, there does really seem to be something above this, this push. I mean, you give examples. I give examples of say Israel and the, the COVID tyranny, unbelievable COVID tyranny where every single citizen in Israel will be properly vaccinated by properly vaccinated. That means not just take the vaccine, but have whatever the government says the boosters are two, three, four, five boosters too, to include is a vaccine pass that they have to have. I assume in their smartphone, just like in communist China. Mm -hmm. So have you seen those little robot dog things they have now in China? that are like scan people's vaccines to get into certain areas. I'm not surprised. I have uh, a, a friend and a partner that has family in China that has told me they are not allowed to move without a smartphone with proof of vaccination on the smartphone. I mean, not, not even get them on a bus. The bus driver has to scan in their smartphone. So that China is the go-to. That's where they play their games to see what, okay, this is our ideal. This is the way we want to push. And they're close in Western democracies like Australia, Austria, New Zealand, uh, Canada, England. They are really close to having that same level of tyranny because they have the same Catholic 
puppets. Boris Johnson finally checked his box. Now he's stepping down. Oh, justice. That guy should be in an orange jumpsuit doing a perp walk about to be sentenced and with the crimes he committed same thing with the kumos in new york kumo son of kumo no one else was qualified in the people's republic of new york than to to be governor than a far left roman catholic pro-abortion nipples kumo son of a far left pro-abortion Mario Kumo. And by the way, I'm calling Andrew Kumo nipples Kumo. Just look it up. Uh, extreme sexual deviant who has regularly been to Jeffrey Epstein's orgy island on the Lolita Express. So how is it? I mean, Shane, how insane is it that regular news, mainstream news would cover sex trafficking of children? And make Jeffrey Epstein a household name and stop there. No, because they're trying to control the narrative. I have this whole idea, too, that uh, they make Netflix documentaries about certain people like him, for example, or like uh, what's his name? Jimmy Saville, the, devout yeah, Jimmy Roman Saville. Catholic Jimmy Saville. But that wasn't covered in the documentary. Devout oh, yeah. No. Roman Catholic. Because they try to control the narrative on it and try to make it sound like other people that were involved weren't involved. Because right. and then even with the whole uh, Gillian uh, Maxwell trial, like they fully broadcasted at the around the same time, the whole Amber Heard, Johnny Depp thing. But you didn't see anything coming from that trial. And why is that? Because they're scared of the names that would come out and they wanted to control the narrative on it so that they could push it to the side and pretend like it doesn't exist because you don't hear anybody besides uh, truth community people talking about that trial anymore. Well, another reason why there's there's no information, there's no there's no imagery. They don't even have. What, you know, how many of those those faggy uh, watercolor pastel, whatever artist drawing, no cameras allowed in the sanctity of the courtroom? Dude, she was never arrested. She's not on trial. She's 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 over there sipping my ties with Jeffrey back on Orgy Island right now. OK, it's an utter fraud and joke. It's much more important for us to have regular updates on Amber Turd and her. Amber Heard and the turd that she put in Johnny Depp's bed. Give a, are you kidding me? And you have every me? single camera angle, everything. You can see every single thing that's going on, and that's totally okay. You can see them walking out. They have every single bit of everything recorded, documented. But when it comes to the trial that everybody needs to hear, nothing. Yeah, this is uh, um, Johnny Depp. This is the guy that was part and parcel to the sacrifice of uh, River Phoenix in his bar on Halloween. I forget the year. Oh, River. See, Phoenix. I've always questioned Johnny Depp to begin with just because he was in things like the Ninth Gate. Yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, the whole, the whole, um, the whole Phoenix family was part of a, uh, a sex cult. <laughs> no shocker there. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I deal with that in my third book. Let's see, uh, 1993. I deal with that in my third book, Eaters of Children. So, and this is, this is occasionally you will, you will see this. This is the reward for a tiny, tiny number of sex trafficked children. The vast majority of sex trafficked children are used and abused, kicked to the curb, sometimes murdered, sometimes ritually killed, sometimes tortured, most of the time just they walk away from these, these poor kids, uh, a small number, a small number are allowed to rise to stardom. And we see what happens to them as a result. 
Britney Spears, Justin Bieber, um, Miley Cyrus. Yeah, Three definitely. great examples right there of, of children who were used and abused. It's been uh, the, the accusation is that Cyrus's father would have sex with her at Bohemian Grove. So I, I can't, I can't actually place the evidence for that, but it's a, it's a logical accusation. It, it, it seems to be some truth to it. You see people like this that, that are, highly sexualized that regularly have public breakdowns that I was going to say too, they start off in a calm place where a lot of people look at them like role models. And then all of a sudden they flip the switch and they become crazy over sexualized. So a lot of people will be like, Oh, that's okay. My daughter follows that person. Then all of a sudden the next thing you know, you got Miley Cyrus on stage with a bunch of fake dildos and shit. And that's the parents are still looking at her. Like she's still the Hannah Montana character, but she's not anymore. So it's sexualizing the kids too, in turn, and messing with the kids' minds. Exactly what they want. That is exactly what they want. And I also deal with this in my third book, Eaters of Children. You have these examples of pornography, genitalia, uh, messages about sex in Disney movies, Disney cartoons. Mm Mm-hmm. And the ridiculous fraud put out by mainstream media is, oh, this was obviously a disenfranchised and aggravated and upset cartoonist that snuck that in there. Meanwhile, a a cartoon takes many, many, many months of careful examination and editing and production. And so, you know, just to have one thing flash on the screen, it takes a, a lot of effort and time. That's not just one person doodling for a second that's obvious production effort and so they can pretend like it's family oriented just because it comes from disney because they've had that fake name made where people look past things just because it's disney and assume that it's family oriented well and and they 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 use that ever since walt disney was uh demole for boys who turned into a homosexual pederast himself and a pederast is a an adult male that lusts after young boys. That's that's Walt Disney from the beginning. So pr- probably as a result of being in in the uh, the Templar Demolay Club for boys, and of course the Templars were the 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 special forces for the Vatican before the Jesuits. So yeah, this the purpose is to sexualize children, and that is to enslave them with sex. Public schools. The goal of public schools is to radically sexualize children so that they become obsessed and enslaved. There is a a Christian take on this from the book of Romans that says you are either a knowing, willing servant of our our Messiah, Jesus, and consequently self-control and self-discipline, you are you are either a willing servant of self-control and discipline, or you are a slave to the lusts of your flesh. And, and that really is accurate. It's an accurate dichotomy, a breakdown. And that's what they want. And by the way, the Jesuits are incredibly well-versed in the Christian Bible. So whether you're Christian or not, doesn't matter. Just know who they are and what they do and their number one enemy, when I was in the military, 
I did research on this and I was shocked. I was disgusted to find out that everywhere the United States military has gone, Christians have suffered. And meanwhile, you have this, this aura, this culture in America of Christian patriots. Yeah, thanks for defending us. Thanks for defending our rights. One of the, the, the things that started me on the way out of the military is when I came back from Iraq and I was in the airport and, and I had people shaking my hand and pat me on the back and buying me $20 coffees and $30 sandwiches in the airport there. Thanks for, thanks for protecting our freedoms. And then they turn around and they hold their arms up and surrender. And they and their wife and their kids and their son and their daughter walk through a naked body scanner like the prisoner of war. And then they turn around and they get, they get irradiated by these machines and harmed. And, and their little girl, their wife, their little girl, the little boy gets scanned. And the, the images of their naked bodies get stored. Hey, you're, you're going to delete that, right? Oh, yes. I'm with the government. Trust me. Trust me. Yep. We're going to do. We don't save these at all. They get immediately deleted. Absolutely. Yeah, I trust you in the same way I trust you to test me and tell me whether I have COVID or not. My body's not going to tell me whether I'm sick. I need to go to an expert and have the expert test me. And the expert will tell me if I have COVID because we're all that. The best stupid. part about those tests is the fact that they've actually proven that they don't actually tell you if you have COVID or not. They'll still pop up positive for flu, cold, all that kind of stuff. So well, half that's the because people the, getting the test don't even have it. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the polymerase chain reaction, which was created by uh, Carrie Banks Mullis was never intended to be a diagnostic. It was intended to take a sample and portions of the sample. And depending upon the, um, uh, the factors that you look for and your amplification cycles, as Carrie Mullis said himself, I'm, I'm starting to become a Buddhist because I'm realizing that I can find anything in anyone through this process, the polymerase chain reaction. PCR. This is why they use PCR for their frauds. They, uh, Carrie Mullis, oh, by the way, Carrie Mullis died in 2019, right before the scamdemic on August 7th, the anniversary of the resurrection of the Jesuits. The Jesuits suppressed themselves in 1773 and were resurrected because Napoleon Bonaparte, who was a pawn of the Vatican, had, I think it was Pius VII in prison. And the condition for his release from prison was that he bring back the Jesuits. And that's what he did on August 7th in 1814. And oh, by coincidence, that's when Carrie Mullis died on August 7th in 2019. And Mullis said, oh, he was being asked, 20 years prior, how is it that this process that you created is being used to tell people they're positive for HIV and AIDS? So that's what he said. You can find anything in anyone with this process. It's just a matter of the markers that you look for and the amplification cycles. It is a tool of fraud and subterfuge. That has been used for all these scamdemics. Viruses don't even exist, bro. It has nothing to do with the, the health process. It's common sense. This, 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 the contrast between what doctors do today and real healers did of yesterday. Real healers of yesterday healed. They, they looked at you in your entirety. You go to a healer and say, I have chronic headaches so much so that I can't sleep. That healer will sit you down 
and, and then pick apart your entire life. What are you eating? How are you sleeping? Where are you sleeping? What are you sleeping on? Are you married? Are you happily married? What do you do for a living? How is your stress? Um, do you smoke? Do you drink? Just an, an huge number of questions to get the full picture of who you are and what your health is. You know that in no way, shape, or form, that's what a doctor does today. In no way, shape, or form. They address the specificity of your symptom usually with a narcotic, but the process is cut, poison, or burn. That's, that's all they do. Great documentary, a great 2010 documentary about the fraud of the cancer industry. And their goal is to uh, ameliorate your symptom, rob you of massive amounts of money, send you on your way, and hope that what really made you ill, great book by dear friends, Don Lester and uh, uh, Dave, David Parker, what really made you ill eventually kills you. That, I mean, shit, they don't make money off of curing things. They make money off of treating things and having you continuously come back. Because speaking from like my dad, he's one of those people that's just kind of a sheep to the pharmaceutical industry. And every single time I talk to him, he's like, oh, I think I have cancer. Oh, I don't have cancer. But this time I might have this. Oh, but I might have that. So he's just continuously in and out of the doctor, even though there's nothing wrong with him. And they're just collecting money off of him. And I can't convince him otherwise because he's so indoctrinated into that thought that big farm is trying to help you. <laughs> I, I, I had a young man that's a dear friend of mine that his stepfather in this process very recently was killed by the cancer industry, was killed by the cancer industry. Absolutely despicable, disgusting that what is cancer? Look up the seven stages of illness, the seven stages of disease. Very, very critical. They include the seven stages of disease are the system where your body tells you you're ill, you're, you're, you're beset by something, your, your health is not where it should be. And those stages include loss of energy. They call it enervation. Those stages include several stages that are related to your skin, uh, rashes, ulceration, scarring. Why is that? That's because your skin is the largest organ of your body. And your body is a brilliantly designed, nothing to do with evolution, which isn't science, brilliantly designed closed system. You have an opening to take nutrients in, and an opening to expel waste, two openings to expel waste. And um, it's essentially closed system by your skin. Your skin is a defensive barrier. Mm -hmm. When you get past that system, for instance, there, there's um, Stu Peters and, and Brian Artis put out this documentary on snake venom being the poison beside the poison in internal to the vaccine. And they said, well, you got to watch out for this because it's, it's in the water too. It's in the water. Well, actually the human body is, is pretty well suited to protecting itself from ingesting snake poison. It could handle snake poison very easily. The worst thing that happens is getting mildly ill. The, 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 the worst part about a, uh, uh, something like snake venom is, how snakes are designed to get it past the skin. Once you get past the protective barrier of the skin, it is magnified in its harm many times over. So as a result, if your body is poisoned, 
and it's not easily being expelled through the normal process and abnormal process of whether vomiting it out or getting rid of it as waste. The next thing your body will do is we'll try to expel it through your skin. If the, the sweat pores are too small, your body will create ulcers. This includes all of the illnesses that are the poxes, chicken pox, smallpox, measles, skin rashes, skin irritation has nothing to do with viruses, has nothing to do with bacteria as the cause and everything to do with your body being poisoned and trying to expel the toxins through your skin. So the ultimate, the ultimate status of sickness for your body is the chaotic growth of cells known as cancer. If you have cancer, there are two things the healer has to address. Excuse me. First and foremost is an attempt to reverse the cancer. Overall and above that is the, the understanding of what cancer is. Cancer is your body screaming, you've been poisoned. Mm -hmm. You've been poisoned. Whether it's a lot of uh, poison in a short period of time or small doses of poison over a long period of time. What are those poisons? What are those toxins? Those toxins come from your environment, your environment. They have nothing to do with your genetics. They have nothing to do with invisible boogie things that you can't see. That you have to trust an expert to test you for. They have to do with common sense, your environment. If you eat something laden with poison over and over and over, fast food, glyphosate, chemtrails, fluoride, you're ingesting this over and over and over. The, the nonstick coating in your fry pan that's coming loose, getting your body, you know, your body can't get rid of it because it's a heavy metal toxin. Vaccines, thimerosal, mercury, getting jammed into you over and over and over again. Your body can't get rid of them, so they build up graphene oxide, three, four, five boosters to turn you into a, a, uh, a 5G relay antenna, which, which I suspect is what's going on with the uh with the clot shot dude connecting into that too i was hearing this whole concept too of it's almost like uh you know you take a vegetable and you can't own the rights to that vegetable but if you genetically alter it slightly then you can patent that vegetable so theoretically they could be trying to do that with people where they're trying to genetically alter us just slightly so at that point they could almost put like a patent on people and control people in that aspect too that is a believable accusation. I have heard that myself. It makes sense that they're attempting to alter us. Listen, but you know what, Shane? These scumbags already think they own us. They think they own us because our parents were stupid enough to take us into a hospital for their birth. They were stupid enough to allow the hospital carte blanche. Oh, that's a doctor. They have a white lab coat. They have a stethoscope around their neck. They're carrying a clipboard. They are a god. They are unquestionable. They would never do something malignant. They would never have an ulterior motive. When they whisk the infant away, they only want the best interest of my baby. They're not going to fill my baby with vaccines and toxins. They're not going to draw my baby's blood and do experiments. They're not going to take my baby's little footprint and catalog my baby as chattel to be um, uh, bartered with amongst these Luciferians. That was the first, the first place. We, we, they already think they own us. The Roman Catholic Church 
thinks it owns each and every one of us. That's what Catholic means. It means universal. So this may just be another level in their, in their conquest. But for me, the way to combat that is it all needs to go. It all needs to burn down. It is a house of cards. And what we're doing right here and now is the beginning of the awakening. They can't stop an uprising of the common people. They can't stop an uprising. And I think they've seen the writing on the wall, Shane. I think they know, which is why they pushed so hard with the scamdemic. This was completely unnecessary. If, if you get into the details of this, as I have as, as a researcher, and as I was saying, the, the, the way is compromise. And I didn't follow that path of compromise because I hated my military service. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't get the promotions that were my due. Whether I felt that I, I was due or not, I didn't get where I wanted to go. And so that, that made me get angry at the system. And that was the hand of God. That was the best thing that ever could have happened to me. I questioned them. And, and so I was forced out. So they own this process. They own it all. They own it all. They owned it well before the scandemic. Look this up. This is before your time. Ebola in 2014, bird flu, swine flu, all this. They were doing scamdemics over and over and over again and reaping the rewards, filling people with poisons, making billions of dollars. Yeah, I remember those. Honestly, the first one I remember hearing about was a uh, swine flu. That was when I first started like connecting into everything. The, uh, Which I think it was like 2012 or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe a little bit sooner than that. Which swine flu? There was a Gerald Ford swine flu. There was the one the with 70s. Uh, Obama. That was the one I was around for that I remember. There was also an avian flu that was in the uh, in, in that era, too. Uh, let's see. A child. Right. Yeah, I was going to say I remember the bird flu part, too. That was when I started connecting dots was probably when I was like halfway through high school. So it's probably like been like 15 years or so now. So I've been paying attention for the last like 15 years or so. <laughs> Good for you. I'm just I'm just doing the uh, the dates here. Basically, 40 years ago, 40 years ago, 36. The government. Under Ronald Reagan, a complete and total fraud in no way, shape or form. Was he a Christian patriot? He was an actor. That's he what was I was going to say. <laughs> a far left communist Hollywood actor who was rebranded as a Christian patriot because he was against communism. Meanwhile, every other agenda that Christian patriots value, he pooped on. He was the he was the teleprompter reading fraud that destroyed gun rights with the um, the inversely named. Firearm Owners Protection Act. I think that's 1984, accurately so. Um, everything that Christian patriots value, huge influxes of illegal aliens, massive increase in taxation, in, like I said, gun control, and the, the, the Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, which gave pulled liability from big pharma you wonder why bill gates is the voice of vaccines that dork who has nothing in his background that qualifies him for being a spokesman that's because he is a massive donor every and this was this was a uh, a pms nbc special 
that he admitted openly. Yeah, for every $1 million that I invest in, pharma, in the pharmaceutical industry, I get $20 million in return because there's zero liability. And we just recently had that, that other depraved, pedophile, far-left, communist, Catholic Biden have the nerve to say the gun industry is the only industry with no liability. What? 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 What planet are you on? Because it's not the flat earth. No, the pharmaceutical industry has no liability where they should have liability, whereas the gun industry has no liability. No, you can't sue a car manufacturer for a car accident. You can't sue Ginsu knives if your neighbor picks up a knife and tries to kill you with one. That's just that's just patently absurd. But you should be able to sue Johnson and Johnson for killing your baby, for killing your daughter, for paralyzing you with their vaccine, but you can't. So this is the game that they play, and it is thoroughly, thoroughly corrupt. And there's I mean, just a, gotcha. why would Biden never go after that when he's one of the main people trying to push the agenda and trying to act like it's, oh, by this time, we're going to have everybody vaccine because it's a good thing. And what was that other thing he said? He was like, this isn't about basic freedoms. It's about safety for everyone. Like, what, what are you talking about, dude? Like, the, and Biden, he's on a whole other planet to begin with. Like, nobody even knows where his mind's at at any point. Like, that's why he's there. That's yeah. why he's there. <laughs> he, he's there because all he's supposed to do is read a teleprompter. Same thing with Barack Obama. I, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed because in my first book, say both of them couldn't even actually Obama more so than Biden, but Biden can't even properly read the teleprompter. Like, how many words does he fumble on? And yet his person who writes out his teleprompter still doesn't skip over those words. They let him just fail on him every single time. Shane, it's so hilarious. I, I, I put up on my Odyssey channel when, when Biden said, I have got one word to describe America. <laughs> what? Dude, you can't make it up. You can't make it up. He's so dysfunctional. You can't make it up. I love when he does his whispering. Like my other one I like to reference all the time is the I am the environment. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the guy's out there. The guy's out there. And, and he's, he, he's, he's wacky like that because he's depraved because he's been he's been completely mind controlled by the roman catholic church and he's a, a sexual deviant he's a sexual deviant that's why he's the groper that's that's why he's his background that's why hunter biden had a uh his pornographic meltdown his his and sex. even with all that too it linked hunter biden into being pedo peter Right. Well, and this is it's generational. Just ask Kathy O'Brien. It's generational. Um, I look at a devout Roman Catholic far left Hollywood actor like Martin Sheen. What was his, his real name is um, Rodrigo Estevez, something to that effect, yeah. I think. And he took his he took his name from um, Bishop Fulton J. Sheen, his, his, his stage name and his son, Charlie Sheen. And Charlie Sheen's meltdown. Oh, and by the way, right before Charlie Sheen's meltdown, what did he tell Alex Jones? We're Vatican assassins, man. Come on. We're Vatican assassins. I didn't even catch that one. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, look that up. Um, Charlie Sheen, Alex Jones, Vatican assassins. Yeah, it's great. And then he has his total meltdown uh, and breakdown. And his ex-wife saying that he was abusing their children, sexually abusing their children. And then she, and then she retracts that. Uh, is generational. But what, what we have to remember is that victims have 
a will. Victims have free will. No matter how terrible their experiences are, they can choose a path. They can either perpetuate the cycle or they can break the cycle. So even for people like you know Hunter Biden having sex with, with children himself, nephews and nieces, I have no compassion, even though it's, it's almost certain that he has been sexually abused himself. His sister uh, left the diary at a rehab center that said, oh, yeah, maybe those showers with dad weren't a good idea after all. That's what I was about to reference, too, is not a lot of people bring up the diary. Yeah. Yeah. You think uh, his his sister's diary is actually almost as explosive as his laptop, but nobody's really talking about it. Just like trying uh, to blow up the side of the laptop. That's him smoking crack meth, whatever the hell it was and hookers because they're trying to push away from the pedophile area of it. They'd rather have that blow up than all the other stuff that connects into all the rest of them. Shane, that is the game they play. It is a very dangerous game. I call it uh, the, the hook. It's really like a, a bait and switch. I call it the hook. And so they dangle in front of you, just like what you said. Yes. Hunter Biden is a piece of poop. Hunter Biden is strung out. Hunter Biden drugs, Hunter Biden sex. But the much bigger story is entire system is based on pedophilia, trafficking of women, children, drugs, all of the major key figures. Hunter Biden's father is a deviant pervert pawn puppet. It astounds me, Shane, astounds me that they could play this game and dance so close to the fire that they could have Irish Roman Catholic Michael Thomas Flynn Jr. and Sr. throw out that Hillary Clinton and her Jesuit John Podesta were into child sex trafficking with Pizzagate and to and do that to install a pedophile, Donald John Trump. It's astounding to me. And then after the election, sweep it all under the carpet. Dude, and the funny thing about the whole Trump thing and him being in office in the first place is that you had the whole side of the truth community thinking that he was trying to expose things. But think about how many ties he had with Epstein. It's like two sides of the same puzzle. He's trying to pretend like he's the good guy. But most of the girls that Epstein had gotten were from Trump resorts, different areas. There's a bunch of pictures of right. Trump. And he was like, oh, I don't associate. And right. Everybody wants Re to believe that. Like, Great are you kidding me? point. Great point. You Meanwhile, you've got Epstein, Maxwell, and they're, they're, they're stable of these despicable women. I got to pull up these women. By the way, they were never charged. These women. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I got to pull up the name of this one female. Epstein. She married. Uh, she married a NASCAR. Brian Vickers. Vickers wife. What is her actual name? Brian Vickers NASCAR. Let's see what she's got multiple names. Yeah, most of them have to have multiple names, you know, <laughs> Sarah Kellen, K-E-L-L-E-N. He had a coterie. Epstein and, and Maxwell had a coterie of these despicable rather than not be charged. These women need to be executed. These women need to be executed, charged and and killed because these are despicable despicable, evil, evil people that recruited teenage girls. These were the women that were used to put these innocent little girls at ease because they were women. A, a girl would never, would, would, would little suspect that a woman would be used to traffic them, to bait them, to, uh, um, 
uh, ensnare them. It is the epitome of evil, of betrayal for a woman to entice a little girl to be brought into sex trafficking, to be used as a rag. Rather than being let off the hook, these women needed to be put on trial and executed. All of them need to be executed for what they've done. But that's just, they're just the puppets. These are just the pimps. These are just the pimps. It astounds me. A great point that you just made. Many of these girls were taken from the Mar-a-Lago resort, Trump resorts. Mm-hmm. And yet he gets a free pass. He gets a free pass by the Christian right. Uh, there's he, a even uh, what's his face? The uh, the uh, English prince or whatever. He uh, was like, oh, I had no relations with that girl, even though he had a bunch of pictures with her, he completely denied it. And all yeah. of a sudden it disappeared because he paid her off like, oh, yeah, but we're not going to look into that one either. And I feel like that would even tie into the whole Jimmy Savile thing. I don't sure know. Jimmy Savile and Epstein were connected too. Absolutely. And let's, and, and let me reiterate that the Jimmy Savile was a hyper devout Catholic, a hyper devout Catholic. He would regularly go to daily mass, daily mass. This is the same guy that would violate children on an interview under the table. Are you effing kidding me? A hyper devout Roman Catholic and nobody knows this. And by the way, Jimmy Savile is a knight of England and a knight of the Mm -hmm. Catholic Church to this day. Neither the Vatican nor the royals will take him off the rolls of knighthood. An absolute demon, an absolute demon. And he used to talk about in the interviews, too. He used to drop things all the time like, oh, what are you going to say when you get to the pearly gates? And he'll be like, oh, these are all the bad things you've done. Well, I'm going to flip the page and show them. Don't all these good things make up for it? Like he dropped hints his whole life and nobody picked up on the shit. Shane, that is what I call the Opus Dei mindset of the Roman Catholic Church. This goes deep to the paganism that is Catholicism. I don't mean to, uh, to alienate any Catholics in the audience, but the bottom line is, is that Roman Catholicism has nothing to do with Christianity. Christianity is a living relationship with Jesus Christ. Roman Catholicism is a religion of ritual, a religion of ritual. And this ritual is ancient, pagan, Gnostic, and Luciferian. And the ritual says that if you beat yourself down, if I whip myself, flagellate myself, if I wrap my private parts and and burlap and barbed wire for six days a week, then on the seventh day of the week, I have earned myself the ability to rape a child. No exaggeration, no joke. This is their mindset. I must do, this is why they have a confessional. Jews don't have confessionals, Shane. Jews don't run thousands of hospitals, orphanages, and schools. Catholics and Jesuits do. No one has, although you might have one or two um, Mormon, Jewish, Freemasonic hospitals or what even one. For every one Mormon hospital, there are a thousand Catholic hospitals, okay? Um, what no one has but the Catholic Church, not Mormons, not Freemasons, not Jews. No one has the confessional. It's blackmail because then they can get dirt from people and then they can do whatever they want past that. And those people can't say anything against them at that point because they have dirt on them. It's exactly what it is. And, and more than blackmail, it is mind control. It is mind control manipulation where the priest who is intimately trained, Jesuits have centuries of notes on torture and manipulation and mind control that they have taken and they teach their proselytes centuries of notes. 
When they say this, manipulate them with this. When they, when they tell you this sin, then you can send them down this road and this path. Oh, my son, my daughter, here's what you can do for the church to amend for your sins. We will give you a dispensation, but you have to do this. You have to betray this. You have to turn on this. And then the church will reward you. The Holy Father will then pray you out of hell, pray you out of purgatory. This is, the, 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 this is what started the entire Reformation through Martin Luther was this, uh, at, uh, this, this concept of paying away for sin, literally paying for sin. So this working through, if I work through, as opposed to true Christianity, which is a living relationship, it's me, it's Jesus Christ, and any information that I need on Jesus Christ, I get from the Bible, completely decentralized, no religion, zero religion, because as soon as you put a religion in there, men and women saying, I know what's best for you, listen to me, what do you have? Slavery, and control and manipulation. So that's what real Christianity is versus organized religion. And the ultimate in organized religion is the Roman Catholic Church, just like you said, manipulating through the confessional. Nowhere it says in, in the Bible, it says in the book of James, confess your sins one to another, not to a priest. In fact, Jesus Christ nailed the priesthood to the cross. There's, there's no reason for a priesthood. The, the military Rome into religious Rome resurrected the priesthood as a, matter, as a matter of slavery and control. What you're supposed to do as a Christian is if you wrong someone, you go to that person and you ask forgiveness based on that. If you're struggling with something as a Christian and you want someone to help you in accountability, talk to a dear friend. Hey, man, I'm having a hard time getting free of pornography on the Internet. And then your friend will say, listen, let me step in here for you. I'm not going to look over your shoulder. I'm not going to be your mother, your father, but I'll help you. I'll check with you every day. When, when is your, when's your worst time? Well, usually it's late at night when the wife goes to bed. I'll give you a call. I'll, I'll be there for you. I'm going to help you out. It's accountability. It's one friend to another. It's not meant to be a source of slavery and control and institution. You know, one of the best um, through the revolution, through, through the reformation of Christianity, there was uh, the, the Gutenberg printing press made it impossible for Rome to burn all the Bibles because prior to that, for a thousand years, Rome burned the Bibles. Rome kept the Bibles in Latin, chained to the pulpit, and burned any uh, contemporary language Bibles. And so with the Gutenberg printing press, Bibles in common tongue, in the common tongue, sprouted everywhere. And one of my favorite Bible translators a guy by the name of William Tyndale, who, by the way, was murdered by the Catholic Church because he was um, uh, put the Bible out there in the common tongue, refused to translate the Greek ecclesia as church because it implied a hierarchy, a system of control, brilliant insight, church, religion, slavery, period, church, religion, slavery. That's all it is. Real faith, real faith is completely decentralized, particularly Christian faith. The believer, Christ, that's it. But there's no control in that. Yeah, exactly. And that's the problem, too, is that with almost any religion through time, it's a matter of one person being able to find corruption within that. And then they're able to take power over a whole religion. As time goes on, people keep furthering and furthering the message. And then it gets further and further from the truth. And you see that in things like the Bible because they remove pieces like the book of Enoch, for example. Like yeah, what other I, reason would you have to remove the book of Enoch unless you want, didn't want people to know 
that they have a probability of being something more than what they are just as basic people. From a Christian perspective, I am comfortable with not believing Enoch was divinely inspired because here's the problem. What we have with the canon of scripture is a massive number of manuscripts that we could compare one to another and see that there's not a lot of change. The book of Enoch, there are not very many manuscripts, so we don't really know which Enoch, who really wrote this? What is this? Is it inerrant or is this just a good text that has been messed with across the centuries that we can glean some good knowledge from, but we can't really trust as divinely inspired and inerrant? So in that respect, I'm comfortable with Enoch not being part of canon and scripture, but I agree with you. It's worth, it's worth knowing. It's worth understanding. For the same reason, it's worth examining evolution. Because evolution and spinning globes have the exact same agenda that you just mentioned, which is to which is to beat you down and tell you you're nothing special, but you are something very special. So it's all about manipulation and control. And when you insert human beings into the mix and say, these are the experts, obey the experts, rather than my faith as I said, is decentralized. Well, what do I need? I need to not be a slave. I need to question authority. I, not, I, I, I need the same mindset that Christians have. Christians, it's human nature, Shane. It's human nature. You want to just get in your routine. You want to just go along to get along. You want to go to the doctor and surrender your brain and surrender your body and just do whatever you're told. And yet the problem is they are killing you. They are robbing you. You want to go to church to check the box and surrender your brain and surrender your soul to the expert on the pulpit, but they are a fraud or they themselves have been indoctrinated by frauds and they have no right to have you take Christian, the Christian doctrine is if you're a husband and a father, you are responsible, not just for your own soul, but the souls of your spouse and your kids. And for you to go in and just sit there and fold your hands in a church, in a pew, and just drink in whatever the expert on the pulpit says, you are wrong. You are sinning because you are responsible. You are supposed to live your faith. So we don't surrender to any expert. And that is the problem. The problem within Christianity is a problem within humanity. People want to go along to get along. It's easy to just drink in what the experts tell you. Meanwhile, any mature rational, you're a young guy. How old are you? 28. 28. And you already know, you've known since you were a teenager, not to just drink in what you're told to question authority. You know how rare that is? How sickening, sickeningly sad and rare that is? That should be common for any mature adult for the same reason you just go into a car repair. And the guy says, Oh yeah, your flux capacitor is broken. It's been broken for about six months. You didn't even realize this. How much is that? I'm, I'm not even sure. Flux capacitor. Yeah. Your flux capacitor is $6,000. Oh, okay. I'll, 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 I'll pay you $6,000. You don't, you don't accept anything that anyone tells you without checking on it, without valid verifying it. That's just being a part of being a mature adult. 
and yet, I'm shocked at how often that happens too. Cause you bring up most conversations. Nobody wants to talk about them. Nobody wants to break things down. Like people get instantly offended nowadays. That's part of the reason I started my podcast is because nobody in the normal world around me wants to listen to anything or break anything down. It's, it's sad to feel like I'm like the only person in my vicinity that thinks this way. It's like a movie. It's like yeah. a science fiction movie. They're, they're, they're walking along and they have a, um, they have a bag, an intravenous bag, and it's a slow drip of, of mercury dripping into the ranch. And, and you walk and you stop. You, Dude, you got freaking mercury dripping into your ranch. What are you doing? And they push you away. Shut up. Don't talk to me. That's, that's how I feel with the vaccine. I'm like telling everybody about it. And everybody's like, what do you mean? And they're just going and getting their vaccines. And it's funny, too, because I've noticed that everybody that has the vaccines has gotten sick with COVID, COVID, you know, in air quotations, multiple times. But me, my child, my girlfriend who refused to get the vaccine haven't had a problem once. Weird, right? <laughs> this is it's 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 surreal, Shane. It's surreal. Meanwhile, you've got far left Roman Catholic deviants like slow Joe Biden and his hoe up there saying this is a this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And the reality is it is the complete inverse. They have psyoped people for three years to the point now where there are enough people who have been who have taken the clot shot. They have become they have become the pandemic. This is a pandemic of the vaccinated. The mere fact, the mere fact that breakthrough case of COVID could be allowed and accepted by the herd, by the sheeple, is just unbelievable. You go through and they and they coerce you. You will not be able to do your job. You will not put food on your table, pay your bills, roof over your head, put food in the bellies of your babies unless I jam this toxin in you and, and this toxin is to protect you because I love you and they jam the toxin in you and you get sick with the COVID anyway. There should be a civil war. There should be flames and revolution. And they accept looking from a more basic standpoint, like what other vaccine in history have they ever said they're going to pay people to get or give them even in some countries, they're giving them hookers or and, like, weed and all this other stuff. Like no other time in history have they ever tried that hard to push something. And just off of that, people should be questioning it. Like why even my work was offering people a hundred bucks and I flipped out about it and I got made to look like an asshole for it. Like, no, man, like this is a problem because people are going to be getting this without thinking they're going, ooh, a hundred bucks. The average person isn't putting two and two into it. They're just seeing that money or whatever the gift they're going to get for getting it is too. And then they go and get it. And then how fast is a hundred bucks gone? And now you can't go back from you basically giving them the right to say what you can and can't put in your body at that point. Like it's a bigger fight than people realize. Shane, whether it's, whether it's your job, whether it's naturopaths and holistic healers, the amount of corruption is insane naturopaths and holistic healers that still tell people Christian pastors that tell people go get the vaccine. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This just proves that all authority is depraved. No authority deserves your blind obedience. None. Zero. I have uh, people that work in the medical industry in my family too. And he's even said multiple times that the vaccine's bullshit. I try to avoid giving people the vaccine 
And uh, he's pretty much said the only reason like I can't say anything and I got it myself is because I put all this time and money and effort into my job that I would lose it if I didn't do it. But he's like, I'm trying not to push it. It's like a scare tactic. Everybody that's involved is pushing the agenda because they're all scared of being pulled away from what they put all this time and money and effort into. It really is amazing that the, the censorship uses the same mindset where if you are in the slightest bit a rational thinking, mature adult, and you ask yourself, does Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Google, do they all love me so very, very, very much that these billionaires and their programmers lay awake at night thinking, I have to protect them from anything that they might possibly see that could encourage them to do something harmful to themselves. I've got to protect them. I need to slam the doors on anything that would possibly have see that they could possibly talk about debate and, and, and have information come to them lest they might possibly hurt themselves. Do we really believe that? Do we really believe that this Orwellian Orwellian censorship comes from institutions and organizations and individuals that really care about us at unbelievable lengths? Or are they trying to hide something that is malignant to us? Honestly, they'd be showing both sides if they cared because they'd let people make up their own decisions. But instead, you get false information, which I have on almost every one of my episodes that I bring up the vaccine. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you get everything pulled down. They don't even show one whole side of the argument. They make it all one-sided argument. And that just shows, again, that it's a control thing. Because, again, if they cared about people, they would have both sides of the argument so that people could hear both sides and make an accurate decision for themselves. What is upsetting, Shane, is that they, they, they get away with the lie. that they, There should be massive revolt as soon as they put the lie out. That is patently absurd. And there, there's some this is why I, I excuse me, have no no use for lawyers and this Reiner Fulmish over there in Germany. What a fraud he is. Uh, David Martin, a so-called so patent lawyer, all these, all these heroes in our community that have delivered nothing, nothing. Jerry Maguire, show me the money, Jerry, show me the money, show me your victories, show me what you've done. Zero. Um, how they, they, they want to approach this from a legal perspective. Listen, that, the entire system is so incredibly, overwhelmingly corrupt. There's no, there's no way. You, you look at something like a simple legal concept, legal concept like market share, market share of YouTube and Google and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, market share, where an organization so dominates the market that they basically have a monopoly. Whether there's anyone else out there, doesn't Amazon, whether there's anyone else out there, it doesn't really matter because they have a massive share of that industry. That creates new rules. That is a new paradigm. The old rules don't apply. So the, the BS that, hey, YouTube can censor whomever they want because it's a private company is patently absurd is absolutely absurd. Same thing with Google because they're a monstrosity. Amazon does a monstrosity. So really what they need to be done is an authority, not our government, government is just as corrupt, is an authority to step in and, and take control. It needs to go, it needs to be some sort of a public situation. 
there have been attempts in the past to do that. And anybody that, that made, for instance, um, I think it was Muammar Gaddafi that tried to make the oil industry a public industry. And well, we all know what happened to Muammar Gaddafi, especially after that, that brilliant aquifer that he created in Libya turned Libya into a paradise with his, his, um, his aquifer and, and his redirecting of, of water there. So what, what did the patriots of the West do? They went in and, and, and turned it into chaos, bombed it into chaos so you could turn Libya into a hell zone of narcotics and human trafficking. Yay, yay, war, West, wave the flag, salute. So uh, that, that's, look, that, that there's, I, I, have no, I have no patience. Honestly, on, on the one hand, it sounds impossible to right the ship by tearing it all down. On the other hand, if you look at it, Shane, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. Like I said, I investigated this myself and they already owned it all. They already owned it all. This was entirely unnecessary. The amount that they have woken people up is crazy. It's crazy what they have done with their, by their own hand. It seems like they're suicidal. They, this was just a I think huge... people are starting to catch on to them, so they just tried to push the plan farther into action, just trying to grab that last grip before they lose control. That's, that was kind of my idea of it. The harder and faster they pull, the more they lose. And so I am convinced that as a result of their supercomputers and algorithms and demonic seances and whatever else they use to get insight into the future, they know that their time is running out and running out fast. And so they are on a fast track to make as much money as, as humanly possible, to do as much harm as humanly possible to have as many orgies, to, to have, have as many ritual killings, whatever it is they can do and speed it up because they're on their way out and they know they're on their way out. Now, that they may seem like they're trying to turn it into the ultimate police state and they're close. It'll never happen. It'll never happen, particularly in America. Go ahead, jump in. Oh, I was just going to say, I feel I've been kind of feeling like it's going to end up turning into like a split where there's going to be like the people that live in the smart cities that are all about that control and like being controlled. Cause no matter what way you look at it, there's a good handful of people that just, they like living their life in a simple way and don't like thinking whether it be through programming or whatever, but they just don't want to have to take that extra time to think for themselves. They'd rather have somebody tell them everything that they need to do. And you still see a lot of it. That's the same people that are still wearing masks and yelling at other people for not wearing masks. So there's going to be a divide between these smart cities where the governments are still going to control them and they're going to be looking at everybody else like they're the outsiders or like the bad guys. But everybody else, I feel, is going to start to develop like their own smaller communal systems and live away and off from the government. And they won't be able to take any control over those people because those will be the same people that are trying to keep their guns, do all this kind of stuff for all the people in the cities to be the ones that are handing over their guns and won't be able to do anything, especially when they're so far in that they start to notice something's wrong. They'll be so far in that they can't do anything to reverse it at that point. Yeah, that's that's their that's their formula. This is certainly what they have done, and they already have this. They have pockets of massive control and outrageous tyranny. And coincidentally, Shane, coincidentally, these are the same pockets that they have owned for for decades and generations that they've already disarmed the populace. They've already disarmed the common person. Australia, 
with the uh, the Port Arthur false flag in 1996, California, New York, these these far left Roman Catholic havens of extreme tyranny that they have owned for generation after generation. And oh, by the way, <clears throat> excuse me, like I said, you've got um, far left deviants, Gavin Newsom over there, long line behind, you know, Gavin Newsom. You've got Nancy Pelosi, who was not from, from California. She's from Maryland. Her and her mafioso family and her, her, her father was um, organized crime, Roman Catholic uh, mayor of Baltimore, Lord Baltimore, the Roman Catholic, George Calvert, the, the, uh, the, the English Lord that created Maryland for Catholics, by Catholics. These havens are where they have the worst, their absolute worst. And they're also the most disarmed. So you will have just that. You will have pockets of people who are much more dangerous. And I don't know, they, they, they may try to concentrate. I mean, they, they, they had that ridiculous false flag there in Texas. The Texas governor, of course, a Roman Catholic, the hero of, of Texas, a Roman Catholic, the hero of Florida, DeSantis, also a Roman Catholic, a, a Guantanamo Bay lawyer. Are you kidding me? A Guantanamo. <laughs> and he's the, he's the hero. It's going to, hey, let's Ron DeSantis, our next president, right? Come on, come on, wake up. It all needs to, it all needs to be torn down. But yeah, that is essentially the, the formula of where, wherever they have the most control, wherever they, there are a lot of Catholics, far left Catholics running the show. Um, Albanese, I think this, this guy that they, they just took over in, in Australia, Australia is an absolute mess, an absolute mess. So they, they had their guns taken away in 1996 with that outrage. They're even trying to do something recently in Australia where they're trying to make it so that people can't grow their own food, too, if I'm not mistaken. So that's another thing that they're trying to push towards power, pushing, too, over the pushing, people. pushing, just just tightening the news, tightening the news. And it's going to hit it's got to hit a breaking point. But but because they have disarmed the populace, they're ba- they're able to push much further and much harder than they would anywhere else. And, and make no mistake. So the follow on question to that is, why do they fear an armed populace because of Athens, Tennessee. Look up the Battle of Athens in 1946. Why do they fear? They fear because the populace can and has used those guns in self-defense as the Second Amendment tells them to. The NRA, which is run by the Catholic Church and Roman Catholic frauds like Wayne LaPierre and Oliver North, its goal is to fold every time they, they, the, the left wants them to fold. That's, they're a joke. They're an absolute fraud. You look up the Battle of Athens, which, by the way, Rumble, Rumble took down my channel. Rumble took down my channel because I had a documentary and a Hallmark um, uh, TV movie on the Battle of Athens. It was the Battle of Athens. So at the end of World War II, you had Athens. I think it's Athens, Tennessee. A mega corrupt sheriff that that like boss hog times 10 boss hog times 10 total control dominate literally having 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 deputies go around and beat people extort people for money. I mean, bold lawlessness in your face. And so you had a bunch of veterans out of World War Two that decided, okay. We're going to have a peaceful overthrow. We're going to have our own. We're going to have veterans take over both parties, Republican and Democrat, and they're going to take back our, our locations. 
Well, that worked and they won the elections. And as a result, the sheriff went and had his deputies steal the ballot boxes and, and take them over to the jailhouse. Kid you not. And so these are guys that have just come back from real blood and guts, real blood and guts. And so led by a, a, a former Marine named um, White, I forget his first name. He said, no, no. They broke into the National Guard armory and found like two Thompson machine guns and uh, a bunch of uh, bolt action Lee Enfield rifles and handed them out to other veterans. And they went and surrounded the deputies in the jailhouse and said, you're going to give up that, those ballot boxes or else. And they refused. And so they started throwing Molotov cocktails into the parking lot, blew up some cars, and they still refused. And so the guy goes, uh, White, this, this Marine White says, you know, um, don't we have some dynamite there at the, uh, at the uh, engineering house back? They went and they got some dynamite and blew out half the, half the jailhouse. And they finally surrendered, got the ballot box, and it was force of arms. It was the Second Amendment the way it was supposed to be used, with the exception that all of those, the sheriff and deputies and um, uh, corrupt politicians, they should have been tried and executed. Of course, that didn't happen because the, the, the overarching system still was in control. So they had to stop there. When they got the ballot boxes back, they had to stop there, let all the cockroaches escape. But that's, that's the way it, it has worked in the past. That's the way it needs to work, where good people say enough is enough. So like I said, the only exception is the cockroaches were allowed to escape and, and rebuild and reinforce and come back. Ultimately, what needs to happen is real justice. That's why you've got these clowns like Christopher Nolan and um, which was the... Uh, I think it was Dark Knight Rises, the, the third of the, the Christian Bale Batman movies, where, where Christopher Nolan depicts a real people's court um, run, by, run by Scarecrow Cillian Murphy, and they mock the concept. They, they fill it with fear. <gasps> this, is, this is a kangaroo court. This is what happens when the people take control. No, 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 no. Just, yeah, that's the way it is now. That the kangaroo courts are what we have now. And what we need is a real people's court to distribute real justice. And that that's right around the corner. Right the around problem the problem is too is that as soon as anybody tries to rise up and do anything, they now can throw on the label domestic terrorist and then bring it into a whole other form and a whole other thing. Like I'm in Michigan and we had the whole thing going on with like the truckers with Canada. And when they started coming on to the uh, the bridge coming into Michigan. Uh, they're pretty much saying stuff in Michigan, like if you aid them in any way, shape or form, you're going to be labeled as a domestic terrorist. So they try to scare the normal person from wanting to rise up and do anything because they're going to be labeled a domestic terrorist. And then as soon as you have that name, the government can essentially do whatever they want. And most people will back them up like, oh, yeah, we're fighting the terrorists. Go America. Yeah. And the funny thing about that, Shane, it is it was a, um, a false flag to begin with. So let's let's look at it big picture from a military perspective. You've got an out-of-control corrupt system, a massively corrupt system run by puppets in government, backed up by cops wielding guns, uh, oath-breaking thugs with guns and badges. You want to harm that system. You want to frighten that system. 
you, you, you have a massive amount of corruption where the normal mechanism of buying and selling has been destroyed. So what is your solution? To throw a monkey wrench into the normal mechanism that is already in chaos and make it worse. So that the common person trying to buy toilet paper and, 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 and lettuce has even fewer because not only do you have these, these Luciferians causing problems, now you've got the revolt. The, the revolt is to add even more chaos to logistics. Where did this come from? Are you kidding me? No, what you needed to do is strike fear into the hearts of the people who are the tyrants and no way, shape or form did it ever happen. And so to bolster this idea that the frauds are actually on our side is you attack the frauds. It's a very old Jesuit game. It's in the Jesuit oath. I will um, lovingly obey my brother, though he may be on the other side. They did the same thing with Trump. This goes back. Sarah Palin, born and raised Roman Catholic, uh, uh, a corrupt insider from Alaska on, just attack them when they have no substance. What did Trump do in four years? What, what, what did Trump do before he got there to give him these bona fides, to use the Latin, as some sort of conservative Christian superhero? What, what did he do? Um, rape and abuse children, seduce his own daughter, um, say that, hey, when you're rich, you can do whatever you want to a woman, including grab her by the blank. What? Are you kidding me? This is the guy that evangelical Christians come and lay hands on our president. Yes. Wave the flag. Salute. How stupid are you? How stupid are you? So it's just meant to cause more divide. Part of the divide and conquer. Part yep. of the divide and conquer. The, uh, the fraud of the Family Research Council with ex-Marine Tony Perkins, the adequately named Tony Perkins, I was astounded. When Tony Perkins, the only thing he could brag about was, yeah, Donald Trump says it's okay to say Merry Christmas again. That's your big victory? You idiot? That's your big victory? Donald Trump wishes people Merry Christmas? Are you kidding me? Meanwhile, this is the guy that got elected on, build that wall. Build that wall. The, 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 how the borders in this country have been wide open for generations, for decades, is high treason. Um, trillion dollars. What do they say? What is it? $33 trillion in debt is high treason. They should be executed. They should be executed because they are guaranteeing the collapse of the country. Executed for wide open borders. Guaranteeing. Who's, who benefits from that? The vast majority of millions upon millions upon millions of illegal immigrants have what in common? Not that they're Hispanic, that they're Catholic, that they're Catholic. If you want to see what the ultimate is, the ultimate plan for America, all you got to do is look at California. California is Rome's ultimate far left Roman Catholic, massive taxes, vaccines, gun laws, corruption. you got this, this turd uh, Newsom out there 
with just an iron fist, iron fisting people over this ridiculous scamdemic. And he turns around and goes and gets a $300 lunch at the French laundry. No, no mask, no socialist distancing, none of that. And then supposedly he has a recall where he gets reelected with 70% of the vote. And I'm supposed to believe that. Oh, just vote him out, folks. Just vote him out. Uh, you vote him out with torches and pitchforks. Yeah, that's probably the only way to do it, honestly. It's- it's kind of sad that California used to be looked up to. And now it's like everybody who's on the truth side of the community wants nothing to do with California. And they see how bad the control is over there. And even just beyond that, just the people that are there, they're doing like I was saying earlier, where there's things that aren't even necessarily laws, but you have people enforcing them and making everybody look like they're awful people for not enforcing them. And they're doing that virtue signaling thing where they're like cancer culturing anything that doesn't fit their agenda and everybody else is okay with it. And you're a bad person if you don't go along with what all of them are saying, because we're doing this to be virtuous, good people. Shane, you've got, you've got so-called health bureaucrats ruining lives, killing people, killing people with these mandates that have no force of law, telling people they can't keep their business open. They can't earn a living. They must inject toxins into their children. They must make their children rebreathe their own toxins year after year. People need to wake up, brother. People need to wake up. Even with the mass things too, with kids, I've had this whole agenda and idea that part of the reason why they enforce it so hard for kids, but not as much now for older people is for the aspect of it goes back into the trafficking thing. Because how easy is it to traffic a kid with a mask on? Because somebody could easily snag your kid at the store, put some tape over their mouth, throw a different hoodie on them, and your kid could walk right past you and you wouldn't even notice it. And they could get them, bring them right out of the store and traffic them. So it connects into the whole trafficking concept. Absolutely. And, and even and, in public and, schools, they enforce that still. But the teachers aren't wearing masks. Of course not. And on, on a basic level, it, it's all to do with mind control and slavery as well. You will submit. You, you, you can't breathe. You know this is uncomfortable, but you will submit. You will submit to the authority. You will submit to this process. You want to you wanna kick your children to the government and give them over control? Well, then you will poison them in order to do that. So it's I call it Jesuit justice. You want to take your mother, your father, your grandma, your grandpa. You want to be rid of the responsibility. It's a pain in the neck to deal with them. It's a pain in the neck to deal with their ill health because they've been poisoned for 80 years. It's a pain in the neck to, to drive them around. Just put them in a home. Put them in a hospice. Oh, by the way, a hospice concept comes from the Roman Catholic Church, um, the uh, the daughter of a poet, short story writer, Nathaniel, brilliant uh, writer, Nathaniel Hawthorne, was a uh, a Roman Catholic nun, uh, Rose Hawthorne, what do they call her? Mary? Mother Mary? Uh, uh, Rose Hawthorne. Yeah. Rose Hawthorne created the the idea of a hospice where people go to die, where people go to be killed, to be put out of their misery. So you want to kick mom and dad, grandma and grandpa to the curb because you want to have a selfish lifestyle? The system will very happily kill them for you. Just, just, just give up your responsibility. So it's about being mature. It's about being an adult. It's about questioning things. It's about accepting your responsibility. It's about having love for what is yours and courage to defend it. It's really just that simple. And it's just another attack on the family unit because you're just seeing that like crazy now where even in like public schools and stuff, they're pushing kids away from their parents and telling them that, oh, you can do this. You can do this. It doesn't matter what your parents say. 
Like I homeschool my, my, uh, my daughter and she's about to be in first grade next year. And like one, one day I was, I was home with her. She's doing one of her class things. And I walk up and they're talking about a gay pride parade with a kindergartner. I closed her laptop. I'm like, Nope, you're done with that shit. Because again, it's trying to push them away from the parents and the ideas of the parents. Cause I was even hearing about these things they're bringing into public schools where it's like changing closets, where if your parents don't approve of you of looking one way, you can come into school and you can change and look different in this way. And then you even see it in movies, like a lot of common ideas for movies that are coming out now, especially Disney is like defy your parents and be your own person, which I'm all about being your own person. But at the same time though, like the defying your family is a totally different aspect of it where maybe you may not see it, but like you, depending on your family, I guess, because there's some out there families, but your families are looking out for you as long as they're a normal, caring family. And they're also kind of trying to push that too, where it looks like every family is out to get you. So everybody has this idea that their family's bad and they need to push away from them where there may only be like a handful of families like that. And the rest of the families do have their kids' best interests in mind. Good for you. It's destruction of the family unit in, um, and turning over authority to those higher powers. And sexual confusion, sexual confusion is a very large part of that because if you buy into, I I am not as a passionate born again, Christian, I am repulsed by many frauds in the Christian community that so viciously vehemently attack homosexuals because they have their own agendas. Many of them are closet homosexuals themselves. I've addressed this repeatedly. There is a fraud in Arizona, who I'm convinced is a homosexual Jesuit named Stephen Anderson, who has a congregation of two idiots, three FBI agents, um, and uh, an undercover police officer, I'm sure, is his congregation. And yet he's got massive international coverage as he goes around and says the most heinous, outrageous things about homosexual. Oh, no homos will be ever allowed in this church ever. And Nobody talks like it's not necessarily talk like that. The agenda is the agenda is confusion, extremes, mocking, self-control, and discipline. This idea, shame. Kids have no effing idea who they are, what they are. Sexual attraction, sexual gratification is all up here. Do you know how easy it is to manipulate a child and and confuse them and put them down that path? Whether or not you accept the concept of one man and one woman is the ideal couple, there are some basic concepts involved. If you start going down that path, we have a whole nother show. We have a whole nother show on AIDS and what really is behind AIDS and, and it is the ultimate of a, a homosexual male lifestyle of having as many partners as possible. Homosexual men in New York City and San Francisco would go through these weekends of binging, of orgies, of drugs, cocaine, tobacco, sleepless nights, um, and in particular, amyl nitrate, which was known as poppers, which was, it was destroying their health. It was giving them cancer, cancer of the nose, mouth, and lungs, because the poppers, <coughs> amyl, amyl nitrate is a muscle relaxant, and it was facilitating um, uh, anal intercourse for these, for these gay men, for these homosexual men. 
And so they would go through these weekends and destroy their health because their ultimate goal was as much sexual gratification as possible. No self-control, no self-discipline. And surprise, surprise, a large portion in the homosexual, male homosexual community came down with crazy new illness, new illness. This was spun by the industry, by the Vatican, by the government as a new virus, HIV and AIDS. And who was the name and face of this PSYOP? Anthony Fauci. And it's a very simple process. I defer to a health expert by the name of Gary Null, who uncovered this. It's just a poor lifestyle. But when you have this concept of rather than a commitment between one man and one woman, you have no commitment amongst people that say anything goes. That ultimately leads to self-destruction. That's what they want for your little boy, your little girl, literally. And slavery and, and enslavement to sexual gratification, rather than the simple concept of time and place for all things. Self-control, self-discipline, absolutely. When you have that person that you love, hopefully that you're committed to in some, some solid way, time and let it all hang out, time and place. But when you're done, you're done. Time to go back to be a, a responsible individual and address other things. But mm -hmm. they want your kids to become obsessed with any sexual gratification they can possibly think of and, and, and have no boundaries, no boundaries and ignore your own parents because why your parents might want what's best for you. So this was behind the AIDS scam. There's no such thing as human, human immunodeficiency virus and HIV doesn't cause AIDS and AIDS doesn't cause you to waste away and die. What causes you to waste away and die is Anthony Fauci's AZT, which was a yep. chemotherapy drug, which was so toxic that the FDA, whose job it is to rob and kill you, no exaggeration, actually took AZT off the market as a chemotherapy drug because it was killing cancer patients too quickly. They don't like that. They want you to not know the vaccine, the drug, the pharmaceutical, the chemo is killing you. They want that to take a long time. They want to drag that out so that by the time you realize you've been murdered, it's too late. And they've already gotten every dollar they could get out of you. Too, and they've already arrested medical insurance. Are you civil war on those two words alone? Medical insurance. You are so robbed by the medical industry, by the way, that does nothing for your health, that you have to squirrel away money to a middleman who skims a massive percentage off the top, excuse me, paycheck after paycheck after paycheck, so that when you finally see a doctor and they cut poison and burn you and send you back out worse than when you were, that you have no money left. No money left. This is the entire process. It's time for it all to come down, Shane. It all has to go. No, I completely agree, too, because everybody's scared of like a crash. But I almost feel like it, it's the whole concept that you need to destroy in order to rebuild. And if you're just going to continue to keep building on an unsteady foundation, it's never going to go anywhere and it's going to eventually collapse. You need well, to restart it from the beginning. We are setting we are setting the true foundation. We are setting the real foundation of common sense and truth. What they like to do and have done many, many times in the past is to jump in front of 
uh, revolt, to jump in front of good people who are who have had enough, and spin them into suicide, and and take the revolt and create more chaos, so that what comes around at as a result is that it's worse off than when they started. We have to, what you and I are doing right now is waking people up with important information. So if someone goes in and says, yes, we need a revolt. Let's march on Washington so we can put Donald Trump back in office. Fed, moron. No, that is not the solution. We are setting the stage of intelligent discourse so that when the revolution comes, we don't replace the old disgusting system with another disgusting system that's been handed to us. And this is why it is absolutely critical for us to know who the real enemies are. And as I, we never even got to it because we did all this ground laying right here for this show is the real enemy is this ancient evil, millennia old evil of the sovereign city state of Rome, which controls with religion, controls with this concept of my eternal soul is at stake unless I do what the priest, the bishop, the cardinal, the pope tells me to. They are the real terrorists. They have the real control over and above There's no Jews that have control over people's souls. There's no Jew going away. I might spend an eternity in hell if I don't go and help this Jew get into this position. No, that's just basic tribalism. Everybody has tribalism. They actually, there's a, there's a, uh, um, uh, you know, a a simple concept of, well, I'm going to help myself by helping my brother Jews. So that's, that's where it stops. But nobody has the power of the Catholic church to enslave souls by their doctrine. That is what is above this whole system. And uh, whenever you want to, man, we'll come back and we'll, we'll get into the, the, the gory details of that as well. So yeah, I definitely want to have you come back for another episode for sure. Um, I guess one thing I always like to wrap up the show with, because uh, I definitely, like I said, want to do a part two getting farther into this, is uh, I always like to do words of wisdom from the guests to the listeners. So if you had any words of wisdom you'd like to bestow, what would they be? Do it for yourself. You may be overwhelmed right now. You may think that you stand against a Leviathan, a massive dragon, and and you do, but here's the crazy thing. Take everything you love and bring it in close. Love it with all your heart. Take responsibility for it. Everyone, everyone, your, your spouse, your kids, your pets, your, 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 your mom, your dad, bring them all in, love them, own them in a positive way, not control them, own them in your responsibility for them. Build on that. It may seem overwhelming for you to be your own healer, for, your, for you to be your own scientist, for your, to be, you to be your own journalist. You don't have to do all of that yourself, but absolutely question everything. And a positive power will guide you. Me, from my perspective as a born-again Christian, I believe that that positive power is Jesus Christ. If you start on that, on that path of doing the right thing, of living beyond yourself for those that you care about, you will succeed. And the crazy thing is you will stand against this dragon and you will prevail. 
They may beat you. They may bloody you. They may threaten you. They may fine you. You may, on a very, very rare occasion, be threatened with jail. You might even go to jail for a short period of time, but I promise you, you will prevail because you have right on your side. It starts here. It starts now. It starts with knowledge. And then it starts with networking. Because let me tell you something. By yourself, you're vulnerable. With other people together, networked, you're unstoppable. And Mm -hmm. this is the beginning of the revolution right here, right now. Definitely, man. That's a good note to leave it on, too, because it's a very powerful message that I completely agree with. And uh, for anybody that enjoyed this conversation, they want to come find more stuff that you've done and more of your research, where'd they come find you at? Thanks, Shane. Uh, JohnnySarucci.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y-C-I-R-U-C-C-I.com is the website. You can support me. I I only have two sources of income, which is donations and the book proceeds. There's a support tab on uh, on the banner to the right. My books are Illuminati Unmasked, Secret History, Eaters of Children, Romans of Mass Destruction, and the latest Disciples of Ra, on medicine, viruses, vaccines, and the Vatican. Because I don't have a lot of coverage, fortunately, by the grace of God, they're all available on Amazon. You can find me on Amazon, those five books. And I've got everything that I have in audio and video is on my Odyssey channel. Uh, Resistance, no, Johnny Cerucci on Odyssey. So those resources, johnnycerucci.com, my books on Amazon, and my audio and video on Odyssey. And uh, Shane, really looking forward to coming back. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate you making the time to come on today. And I'll make sure I drop all those links in the description for the episode too, so people can come find it easy. Awesome. Shane, love your work. Please stay in touch. I'm here for you uh, publicly or privately, man. Give me a call. Give me a text. Anything you need. Okay. Of course, man. I appreciate it. Same to you. All right, brother. We'll do. Thank you. Uh, For everybody that enjoyed this episode, I uh, hope you stuck around till the very end. And I guess I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody.